Garrison Hardy with your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, November 30th, 2023. You guys are aware that we have a new app, right? If not, you should download it right now. Head on over to your app store and type in CrossPolitik, Fight, Laugh, Feast, or Pub TV. One of those should work. Once you find the app, you may need to update your app, or if you have a Droid phone, you may need to delete your current FLF app and re-download it. Once downloaded, you'll be able to view or listen to our content right on your mobile device. As always, if you'd like to sign up for a pub membership, you can head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. That's FightLaughFeast.com. And we'll see you there. Now, let's get to the news. Here's how much regulations cost average American families and how Biden is making it worse. First, on the Daily Signal, Americans expect to pay federal taxes, but the federal government also picks their pockets in more hidden ways. And President Joe Biden is making the problem worse in pursuing his political agenda, this according to the Competitive Enterprise Institute. American households pay at least $14,000 in hidden regulatory costs every year. This was according to Wayne Cruz, the Fred L. Smith Fellow in Regulatory Studies at the Institute. And he says in a new video provided exclusively to the Daily Signal. American households pay at least $14,000 in hidden regulatory costs every year. Instead of finding ways to cut those costs for Americans, President Biden's whole-of-government policymaking framework prioritizes political causes like climate change and equity in the regulatory process. One-size-fits-all interventions by faceless bureaucrats do not work. To make matters worse, the whole-of-government campaign appears aimed at centralizing both economic and social regulatory power in the federal government, shifting decision-making away from local governments and households. At CEI, we believe it is essential to increase transparency and accountability in the rulemaking process and make sure rulemaking agencies stick to their original mandates. That's why we propose several reforms in our latest 10,000 Commandments report, including requiring congressional approval for significant or controversial agency rules, regulatory sunsetting and budgeting, and annual regulatory transparency report cards. It's time to downsize Washington and ensure the rulemaking process is transparent, constrained by law, and accountable. Learn more at CEI.org slash 10KC. His analysis, the latest in a series of annual reports, finds that the average American household pays $14,514 annually in a hidden regulatory cost. Cruz calculated the cost of regulation on the entire economy as $1.939 trillion and found the average cost per household by dividing the gargantuan number by 133.6 million households. While federal law requires an annual estimate of the cost of regulation, the federal government has not met that requirement since 2002, according to that same report. While the Office of Management and Budget has estimated some costs and benefits of major rules, the report finds those analyses incomplete because they do not encompass all rulemaking in each year. Cruz's report uses a baseline of roughly $1.9 trillion for the cost of federal regulation, encompassing compliance costs, economic losses, and losses in gross domestic product, social costs, and other costs. The analyst took the recent government reports into account to reach the $1.9 
$939 trillion figure, although he acknowledged that it represents an estimate based on a non-scientific disclaimer laden of GDP losses and compliance costs derived from available unofficial data and other accessible sources. The $1.9 trillion represents more than three-fifths the level of corporate pre-tax profits in 2022, $3.138 trillion, and a far larger number than estimated corporate tax revenues, $362 billion. The report notes that while President Donald Trump's four years brought unique reversals, such as a reduced flow of new rules and some rollbacks of existing ones, President Joe Biden reversed those trends. Unprecedented open-ended deficits now standing at $1.4 trillion annually are expected to top the $2 trillion annually by 2030. This was again according to Cruz. The national debt is nearing $34 trillion at $33.8 trillion now, according to the U.S. Treasury, which Cruz notes is up from almost $20 trillion when Donald Trump assumed office in 2017. The report notes that Biden has launched many whole-of-government interventions, most notably on climate change and rooting out inequity from our economy. These efforts have accelerated a long-standing process that is replacing self-determination and limited government with top-down behavioral, social, and civil rights codes, Cruz writes. Regulations issued by the executive branch far outship the number of laws Congress passes each year. During the 2022 calendar year, agencies issued 3,168 rules, while Congress enacted only 247 laws. While taxes clearly impact Americans' pocketbooks and appear itemized on pay stubs, regulatory costs are baked into prices without separate charges on receipts, the report notes. Many regulations have opportunity costs, which are invisible and impossible to calculate. They can affect households directly or indirectly, such as when businesses will pass on some regulatory costs on to consumers, just as they do the corporate tax. The report suggests a wide range of reforms to check the growth of regulation. It urges Congress to require congressional approval of significant or controversial agency rules before they become binding. It urges Congress to require annual regulatory transparency report cards and legislation requiring the automatic sunsetting of regulations. It urges Congress to pass a law preventing presidents from using emergency declarations to impose permanent government controls. It also urges Congress to identify which federal agencies do more harm than good and to eliminate them or shrink their budgets. It also urges Congress to set up a Regulation Reduction Commission to identify unneeded regulations to eliminate. Moving on, we go to Seattle. An inside look as Seattle Antifa, anti-Semites, vandalized Starbucks. Anti-Semitic Antifa activists, anarchists, and other radicals targeted the Seattle Starbucks Reserve Roastery as part of a call to block Black Friday. They caused felony-level damage that led to one arrest. Activists promoted direct action by sharing social media flyers. The flyers claim that protest and mass vandalism were autonomously organized by Seattle-area radicals, anarchists, and community members. The hope was to put Black Friday down for Palestine, and they were mostly successful. Exclusive videos from inside the cafe were obtained as Antifa and anarchists vandalized the storefront and taunted customers with vulgar hand gestures and taunts. It got so rowdy and dangerous that activists said they forced Starbucks to close. Several dozen activists surrounded the Starbucks roastery. Many of them were dressed in black block, a style of clothing intended to hide personally identifiable characteristics so that police have trouble making arrests. It's a hallmark of Antifa action. The video shows one masked activist tagging the building with the 
the phrase Free Palestine in spray paint. They also spray painted the Palestinian flag, anarchist symbols, and messages like Never Again, Free Gaza, and You Are Genocide Supporters, also land back. The video also captures a masked activist flipping off customers. They even carved Free Gaza into the store's wooden door. Another activist pounds his hand on the storefront window, taunting customers. One of the windows was nearly shattered and must be replaced, and security cameras on the roof were sprayed with paint. During all of this, the atmosphere was upbeat but chill, with people eating tamales and drinking coffee that were being distributed from a truck parked next to the demo, an anonymous author published on Puget Sound Anarchists. The anarchists went on to brag about how effective the Starbucks protest was for their movement. The damage was significant, yet Seattle police did not intervene, saying, quote, It was a temporary disruption that was handled and thankfully did not turn into a major issue. This was according to a Seattle Police Department spokesperson. As with any crime, incidents of vandalism are handled on a case-by-case basis. There are a multitude of factors that can determine when officers intervene. We are not at liberty to discuss our tactics as far as when officers will intervene, end quote. The group marched into downtown Seattle after their assault on Starbucks. Once there, they disrupted the annual Seattle Christmas tree lighting ceremony. The author admits that activists, quote, took over the stage soon after arriving and started throwing Christmas decorations to the ground and trashing the scenery. There were a handful of activists who stayed on the stage holding a banner reading, From Turtle Island to Gaza, Land Back. Land back refers to a movement of literal land reclamation to its so-called original stewards. As activists chanted and gave speeches in front of a crowd, angry that the ceremony was interrupted, an officer spotted suspect Tariq Ali Youssef, who is based in Vancouver, Washington. On a TikTok account called At The Sphinx that appears to belong to the 25-year-old suspect, Youssef described himself as a transgender, polyamorous, pansexual, anti-capitalist, autistic Egyptian who is an honorary member of Trantifa, a name for transgender Antifa members. After the Jason Rant show on KTTH contacted Yusuf via TikTok, the account's videos were removed and the account appears to be deleted. Good old Seattle. Moving on, United Nations set to call on Americans to reduce meat consumption. A lead United Nations agency overseeing food and agriculture policy is expected to issue a roadmap in the coming weeks, which will call on the West, including America, to dramatically reduce its meat consumption. The UN's Food and Agriculture Organization, or FAO, will publish its so-called Global Food Systems Roadmap during the upcoming COP28 Climate Summit in Dubai, which will kick off on Thursday and extend nearly two weeks until mid-December. FAO's first-of-its-kind document will recommend nations that overconsume meat to limit their consumption as part of a broader effort to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, this according to Bloomberg. Quote, the failure of leading meat and dairy companies to reduce emissions underlines the urgent need for more policy focus on the food and agriculture sector. That was Jeremy Collar, the chair and founder of the FAIR Initiative, an investor network that works with financial institutions to promote climate-friendly agriculture worldwide. This was in a statement. In addition to issuing guidelines for reducing meat consumption in the West, the FAO is expected to highlight how farmers should adapt to erratic weather and tackle their emissions produced from food waste and fertilizer, according to Bloomberg. The recommendations which the U.S. COP28 delegation may sign on to will not be binding. 
Overall, the roadmap will seek to guide policy on lowering the climate impact of the global agriculture industry, which has rarely received such attention at past UN climate conferences. Past COP summits have been far more keen to address emissions generated from the global power, transportation, and manufacturing centers. In addition to issuing guidelines for reducing meat consumption in the West, the FAO is expected to highlight how farmers should adapt to erratic weather and tackle their emissions produced from food waste and use of fertilizer, according to Bloomberg. Overall, the roadmap will seek to guide policy on lowering the climate impact of the global agriculture industry, which has rarely received such attention at past UN climate conferences. Past COP summits have been far more keen to address emissions generated from the global power, transportation, and manufacturing sectors. The global food system, which includes land use change, actual agricultural production, packaging, and waste management, generates about 18 billion tons of carbon dioxide per year, the equivalent of 34% of total worldwide emissions, according to a March 2021 study published in the Nature Food Journal. FAO data indicates livestock alone is responsible for around 14.5% of global greenhouse gas emissions. The UN has for years called for individuals to ditch animal-based diets, which it says have a high impact on our planet. Instead, individuals should choose plant-based foods, according to the UN, which can reduce a person's annual carbon footprint by up to 2.1 tons. In the U.S., though, agriculture alone generates about 10% of total greenhouse gas emissions. Federal data shows the American agriculture sector accounts for just 1.4% of global emissions and has implemented a wide range of solutions, making it the nation's lowest-emitting economic sector. And that is your news for today. This has been your CrossPolitik Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a pub membership, a magazine subscription, or tickets to next year's conference in Dallas-Fort Worth, head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about the conference next year, or if you want to become a corporate partner of CrossPolitik, email me at Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.